Well, everybody, in this beautiful spring day, 93 degrees out, coming back from Walmart, the place of classiness with some fun pool toys for my kids. But anyway, listen, I want to get on here. First of all, I want to say had a great time in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. The out-of-state program is a hit. Um, we have video testimony from guys who experienced that from the out-of-state program. Really, really doing it. Uh, it's, it's, guys should be souped up and excited. But during the class, I thought about what my next live video was going to be. Uh, I don't have any material in front of me. Obviously, you can tell that I'm driving. But one thing that I spoke about in class was really a foolproof method to make sure that the vehicle you're dealing with, the occupants and driver and occupants of the car, you'll be able to determine using this method whether or not you have somebody engaged during, before, or after the course of criminal conduct. A lot of times you could be on a motor vehicle stop and you may find yourself beginning to like the dude or girl that you're talking to, so much so where you begin to talk yourself out of why you stopped this car in the first place. Pretextually, you saw this car, you found a motor vehicle violation to lawfully and constitutionally affect a legal motor vehicle stop, and now you're in this phase two, phase three setting of a motor vehicle stop where they're out of the car, you're talking to them, or maybe not even out of the car yet, and you're beginning to like people, or you're beginning to confirm or dispel your suspicions, and maybe this person's a real smooth talker, they're likable, uh, we have a post I'm going to put up probably tomorrow because I'm going back to go swimming with kids um, about a story where the guy began to like a guy in a motor vehicle stop and he stopped and remembered why he stopped the car in the first place. So listen, I know that a lot of you haven't been to the course. Eventually, I'm sure everybody in this group is going to be able to come to the two-day course and learn all these tactics. And a lot of people will say the videos are one thing, but experiencing this whole bundle in two days is a totally different thing. But there's a foolproof method on how to, this will give you some really good results, how to determine whether or not somebody has something illegal in the car. Remember, guys, if you're watching this video, you have to understand that the method that I teach, which I'd have to imagine most proactive criminal interdicting police officers employ, is you have to get used to having people step out of a car, talking to them off on the side of the road into a safe area, and separating passengers from drivers and passengers from passengers. The reason is because you're going to try to hold up their stories against each other to see if they make sense. You're going to ask questions about departure, destinations, all sorts of arrays of questions designed to dispel or confirm your suspicions of criminal activity in the car. There is one question, I'm sorry, two questions you must ask that will help you better determine if there's something illegal in the car. I call it the look back. But in order to evoke that look back, one, you have people bring people out of the car. You have to be polite. You have to calm their central nervous system. You have to keep their nerves calm. You want to establish baselines of nervousness. You don't want people look extremely nervous. They may, may not be able to uh, calm them down because they're so nervous. But at this point, you'll have somebody in the car. You'll have enough reasonable suspicion to ask for consent to search. You don't need reasonable suspicion to ask if there's anything illegal in the car. But this is some good advice. When you have people out of the car, like I show in class, you'll have the drivers back to their car. In the videos you watch of me, you'll see how I have people positioned every single time. You're going to pose this question, and I call it popping the question. It is this. Is there anything illegal in your car? Now, at this moment, you will notice a lot of things happening. They are either going to seem like, holy shit, this guy is on to me. They're going to look back at the car, subconsciously telegraphing to you there's something illegal in the car. They may have real wide eyes, become very, very nervous. We may have a very different 
reaction. Uh, you know, usually at this point I'm, in class, I don't have videos with me now. I show you the difference between what somebody who has something, how they behave. Most of the videos that I have look like that versus somebody who doesn't and how that person reacted and behaved. But you have to ask that question. If you guys aren't asking these questions on this motor vehicle stuff, just this one question alone, the one of the two important questions, like, what are you doing? You have to ask yourself, what am I doing out here? Am I really trying to interdict crime? Am I really trying to come out here and be an effective police officer if I'm too afraid to ask some simple questions? And I get that it can be unnerving to ask the question, is there anything illegal? Oh, I just go back to my, I'm gonna go my car, my freaking road speed tour. I don't know where I'm going. Hold on a second, folks. I got it. You have to say, you have to ask yourself this question. How do I get into the habit of being more professional police officer? What do I have to do to be more effective? How do I get those more quality arrests that I'm looking for? How come the guy that I work with is so good and I'm so crapola? You have to become a practitioner. You have to practice. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to ask these questions that you may be afraid of responses of how people are going to react to you. But the better you come at, become at answering these, uh, asking these questions, the easier it is. You just get into the habit of it. All right? So... I know people are writing in. I can't read that while I'm driving. I'm sorry, guys. The question you must ask is, is there anything illegal in the car? Okay. If you're hearing responses like, well, why are you asking me that? Or anything other than, oh, no. Like, no, not at all. You want to take a look? Like, I, I have nothing. That's a, that's a good answer of somebody who more than likely, not all the time, more than likely does not have illegal contraband in their car. When I say illegal contraband, I cover it. I use that term because it's a broad term to cover things such as CDS, handguns, firearms, uh, U.S. currency, all that stuff. This is just a method that's worked for me, and it will work for you, too. And a lot of guys will employ this, and they will, uh, and girls, too, and they'll find great results with it. Now, if you don't get the response you're looking for, yet you're still suspicious, have some more dialogue, some more general dialogue with a person that you have interest in and you're curious or you may be suspicious of. Maybe engage criminal activity. So continue on with your questioning. Go into other dialect, the different things you're going to talk about. Then circle back around and hit him with that question again. Because I can't tell how many times I didn't get a look back or I didn't evoke a response that I wanted the first time around. Gave some dialogue, came back around, hit him with that question a second time, and I got everything that I was looking for. The look back, the head snap, uh, the nervousness, the re you know, increasing stuff. Now, when you experience that, your next question will be, Okay, there's nothing illegal in the car. You'll have them. You'll have them on the look back. There's nothing illegal in your car. Okay, would you consent to search your motor vehicle? That's another point. Although somebody has the right to deny consent, let's really put yourself in a position of somebody who is trying to hide something from you in a motor vehicle. Are they going to be quick to give you consent? No. Will some people bluff you? Yeah. But follow through with it. Don't get bluffed. So you have to ask that question. Would you consent to search your vehicle? No, or why are you asking me that? Or you can't ask me that, or I know my rights, or whatever it may be. Maybe a very big clue that you have somebody that may be engaged before, during, or after the course of some kind of criminal violation. Now, you've got to remember, guys, if you're at this junction of phase two slash phase three in the three phase process, you've already spotted this car on the roadway. You've picked that person out from all the other cars on the road 
and deem them based on some kind of behavior they had to your presence to be a car that is worthy. Don't forget that. To be the car that is worthy for you to stop and investigate. Don't start getting intimidated roadside by people because they become to, they begin to get defensive on your simple police questions of, is there anything illegal in the car? Would you consent to search of your vehicle? Would you give me consent? Whatever it may be. That's a really, really good tool to use. It's good trade craft. I wish I'd go into more detail of it. You have to watch videos. Hopefully this will help you. I try to give you guys as much content as I can. The problem is I can't live stream a class for two days because not everybody's going to watch it. And there's an experience in the live stream where I really kind of give a little bit more of an unfiltered uh, experience to people in class versus a little more filtered here. I don't mean that in the way that I'm holding anything back. It's just that we have a lot of fun in class. There's a lot of swearing going on. We poke fun at each other. It's a good time, man. Class is a lot of fun. And I don't want that to be misconceived by anybody on here who's got a 14-foot stick up their ass, right, and gets predisposed ideas of who I am and what I do. I don't want to cloud the character uh, that I'm portraying, whether it's maybe clouded already or not. But I'll try to circle back around with this issue. I'll try to reconvene on this. I'll try to readdress this subject. I wanted to give you guys something today. I know I've been on here in a couple of days. We're trying to give you the guys all the stuff we can to provide value. I don't want to just get on this camera and give you junk. I'm going to give you something you can go out tonight and execute with. So when you find that car that you like, you find your, your motor vehicle violation, you stop it pretextually, right? Pretextual means you can stop the car and the motives can be unrelated to the reason for the stop. Like, do people go out and stop people for license plate frames because they're looking to enforce motor vehicle law? Fuck, I hope no. Like, I hope not. I hope that's, I hope that's like the last thing you want to enforce. But do people identify criminal vehicles and then use the motor vehicle law that is legal to use, like a license plate frame holder that obstructs, I'm sorry, obstructs or obscures any part of marking a plate or imprint? Yeah. That's the reason we use motor vehicle law to affect pretextual stops. If we weren't allowed to do that, we wouldn't have any successful motor vehicle arrests. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or uh, criminal arrests in a motor vehicle setting. So you find that car, the name of the game is to try to pick out the cars on the road that you believe are engaged in activity. And guys, again, I want to reiterate to you, it is not 19-year-old kids driving a dropped Honda Civic with flat brim hats on. You want to get people smoking blunts all day and dime bag arrests? Keep thinking like that. Keep screwing around with a 19-year-old kid. You'll get dime bag arrests all day. If you're trying to get your level up to more medium to large-scale level, you have to start focusing on the reactions to your presence. And how do you do that? You go out and you watch traffic and you practice. You have to get to the idea that anybody can be engaged in criminal activity. Anybody. It's almost like if you could not see what they look like, you could just see what they were doing. That's all you have to do is don't focus on anybody's characteristics, how they're dressed, nothing. Age, pre-color. Don't focus on any of that. Focus on how they are reacting to your presence. And that's your first indicator. Then you get that motor vehicle stop, and you'll go through the interview process on the motor vehicle stop. That's part of the interview process, asking those questions. So, guys are pulling up to uh, Casa del Benino, the compound. Maybe go in the backyard and start firing water toys and stuff like that. Hopefully you got some value out of this. If you need anything, I'm always available to you guys. Um, check streetcoptraining.com for upcoming courses. Jesse Hartnett's class, first one, The Will to Live. I'm not changing the name of that course. 
will be uh, next week. Nice police department. It's a free course. If anyone wants to try to squeeze it, I think we have a few spots left. You're more than welcome to try to squeeze into that course. Thank you all. I really appreciate you more than I than you, uh, sorry, than you appreciate me. That's really genuinely true. I'm honored to be here in front of everybody on camera. I'm glad that everybody's getting value out of this stuff. And whatever you need, reach out to me. Thanks.